Yes, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, you heard that right. We now have intro music. This is uh, this is pretty awesome. If you hop on the YouTube, you'll see the little intro animation. We're going to work on it and progress it as time goes on. But that's what we have for now. So that was highly requested by the faithful. Ladies and gentlemen, what is going on? We are back at it with another podcast. This is Sports Society. The show that never ends, and and this is really going to be an interesting episode because I think that we don't have a lot of important things to, to talk about, but we have some interesting things to talk about. And here with me joining us today is going to be, uh, you know, somebody who I've had on before, and I, I really think that Jack is, is, you know, he just brings an interesting perspective, and I've only heard good things about Jack, and so we're going to bring him in right now. Either way, this has been, you know, it's been fantastic to have the intro now and hear Jack. <laughs> Jack, how you doing, my friend? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Just me tonight? Just you tonight, my friend. Just you. I hope Where you're all right with down? that. Are you good? You good oh, with that? I'm good with that. I'm good with that. Good, man. Well, uh, before we get into anything, I would you like to say anything to the to the faithful real quick? Um it's been a long weekend for me. Uh, yeah. Mama T came down. Uh, actually, um, all the boys were at Harp with, um, last night. I was noticing you were a little absent there. I know you're with Abby. I was absent. Yeah. Band. So yeah, I can explain. I that. know the so place I, you were at too. You were at I, that. I was. Place. Yeah. Well, I was at at uh, Addison's, and then um, I actually had to end up caring for some of my. Uh, We'll just call them inhibited friends. Um, but, but yeah, man, I mean, I'm, I'm glad you guys, you guys all had a great time. It looked like a great time. Yeah, they've got a good story for you. I won't leak that. I won't leak that on here. We'll talk about it later. We'll talk about it later little, for sure. A little federal. Yeah, I got you. Well, well, yeah. So Jack, um, Jack had bombs weekend for for anybody wondering for his frat. That's right, JT. Right. Yes, that's correct. Yeah, so he had he had Mama T down, and uh, she was at Harpo's with all the boys having a lot of fun, and I think they were ripping it up and having a good time. It was great um, until the incident happened. That's when everything just <laughs> yeah. Happened. That will you know that will be that will be between me and JT. Now JT, I was wondering if you caught the UFC fight or if you saw the result at least. Um, John Jones, right? John Jones fought. Yes, John Jones yeah, is back. Two two minute, two second fight. Like he, from what I heard, two, he won yeah. with a little guillotine headlock. Yeah. So it it was really interesting when the fight first started, and this was the most one of the most you know, one of the most renowned fights for a while because uh, we haven't seen John Jones fight in a while, and we haven't seen him fought, um, fight ever at at heavyweight, and so to see him that big. Um, kind of that big boned was was something that I think I wasn't really used to, but he just came right into his own when he stepped in. They made him take off some sort of tape. I guess it wasn't allowed on his foot. And then right when the fight started, uh, Gane or Gain, I don't know how you say it. I usually just say Gain. Gain kicked him right in the nuts. Um, obviously illegal in the UFC, and and Gain was already already not a fan favorite, and so. He got booed for that, and then Gane never. Death wish. Yeah, he just basically signed his own death wish because from then on, he didn't have a single significant strike on John Jones. John Jones got him onto the ground, 
I mean, pretty much dominated him, ended up getting him in a guillotine, and the entire fight lasted two minutes and four seconds. Now, did they have this on at, at the bar that you were at or no? Uh, no, they had on college tubes. Okay, yeah. Yeah, so it was the thing where, like, there was, like, pay-per-view, but me and me and Tate actually were together. Me and Tate uh, streamed it on Rack Streams, which, by the way, lagged for every other stream before the championship fight, and then it was perfect for the championship fight. So shout-out to yeah. Crack Streams for that. We watched the fight completely C-free. Yeah. Streamies is just as good. Yeah, it's just it was the move. It was the move, and and Joe Rogan and the UFC crew was excellent at all as always. It was a it was a nuts fight, and I think it was it kind of sucks how how you know how it didn't really last that long. It was only two minutes and four seconds, but the goat is back. John Jones undisputed the goat of all combat sports. Uh, just you know, going to prove that right now. I do know. I don't know much about uh, combat MMA all that, but I do know that John Jones is he's up there with like. Uh, Pacquiao, Mayweather, well, Pacquiao did boxing, but Mayweather, yeah. fucking Mayweather, Jesus Christ, um, <laughs> like McGregor, uh, Brock Lesnar, Nick Diaz, or Nate Diaz, whatever his name is, um, I know he's very, um, liked, very well liked. Yeah. Again, not, I'm a total noob, total noob. I got you. I got you. I, I was too. I just recently started getting into MMA a lot because I, I, I just love the fights. It, it's, it's so strategic. Um, you know, kind of the if you're a wrestler aspect, if you're a striker aspect, that's just so cool with the UFC. And so, 285 was success, success I think. And obviously, uh, McGregor's back at the end of the season, and that's going to be an awesome fight with Chandler after that season of the Ultimate Fighter. Yeah, yeah, we'll see if he loses again. But after the fight, John Jones called out Stipe Miocic who is obviously another huge heavyweight. I think you should have the belt right now. Ghana had it anyway, and John Jones has it. So John Jones' first defense of the heavyweight belt will probably be against Tipe Miocic. But I'm I'm so excited for that. It's going to be so awesome. How long do you think it'll take for that uh, to get sorted out? I mean, UFC fights can be pretty quick. They're not they're not boxing, which takes like a year. I, I think it, it'll happen friend. this year. It'll happen this year at some point. So That makes sense. Sounds yeah. reasonable. For sure. So, so I think we might even see like a, they were talking about maybe like July or something. So like a two to three month kind of thing. Guys will train for each other. And then, yeah, somebody on the card yesterday um, took a fight on 10 days notice. That's how the UFC works, dude. It's pretty crazy. (laughs) Oh, that is crazy. Pretty crazy. So what I want to move into next is the NBA, because I know, I know that you I'm ready. I've wanted to talk about this for a second. Um, And I, I have, the LeBron story first for LeBron being out for a couple of weeks. And if you don't mind talking about that first, (laughs) yeah, we can talk about LeBron first and then we can get into Ja, who will probably be the bulk of this entire fucking episode. So uh, let's get into it. Yeah. First on LeBron with his, with his uh, tendon issue on his right foot, LeBron is expected to miss three or more weeks depend. Like he's going to get checked after the three weeks for this tendon issue. He has on his right foot. Apparently it's causing him a lot of pain. He can't walk normally. And so, the Warriors are not the Warriors. Fuck the Lakers are without their, you know, I mean, if it's not their best players, they're second. And he, you know, he, he is a force to be reckoned with. Everybody knows LeBron James, but it's tough when he's out. What do you think the Lakers chances are of moving up in the playoff race now with him out? Last time I checked the standings, they were 11th or 10th. Um, so they got, they still have a sh- good shot at the play in tournament. Um, I think it'd be too hard for them. Well, yeah, it'd be too hard for them to 
uh, clinch uh, six and above, just with how top heavy the West is. You got the Suns, Grizzlies, Nuggets, Jazz, uh, not the Jazz. You know all those all those big teams. Um, and LeBron's obviously he is the locker room guy. Um, he's that veteran. He's that superstar. He's kind of everything rolled into one. You know he can still give you, um, like a double double, triple double. Um, For sure. So, like, losing that presence is very huge. But I think what the Lakers have done recently, like past the deadline uh, with their new additions, is they've kind of found, like, a next man up mentality because they yeah. had that comeback against Dallas. They've been kind of rattling off a few extra wins. Um, AD's been healthy. That's a really another big thing. Cause he's, yeah, for sure. He's been a glass cannon for two years now. <laughs> he's so, back, um, and he looks great, JT. He looks good. Um, He's looking good, yeah. Yeah. He's, didn't he drop like 39 a couple of days ago? Yeah, man. I mean, he can just – the thing about AD is a lot of people don't realize when he when he is firing on all cylinders, you don't even realize that he's dropping 40 on your favorite team. It's just something he does. You know, AD is just – he's just like that, dude. And he, he can change a game so much. He's so underrated because of his injuries that I think when he is there, he – he uh, and, and he's actually playing. He's easily a top five player in the league, easily. Well, I yeah, think. he showed – he was like that with the Pelicans for like – his first six years yeah for because sure to be to be honest i think he started slowing down after the la trade and after the bubble year like yeah he was never getting made fun of until he started getting hurt after 2020 yeah which is i don't think he deserves that like, he had a glass really, all that shit people probably forget about how good he was is because he played on the pelicans and they made the playoffs one time i literally think this year i think Anthony Davis is an underrated player in the NBA. I don't think that's yeah. crazy. That's 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 like a crazy thing to say. I don't think that is. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I think the I think the the Lakers will be fine. If you look at the standings, they are they are tied right now, um, in wins with the Jazz, and with the who else and the Pelicans. They are all at thirty one wins. So if the Lakers are able to go at least over 500 the rest of the way. They, I think they'll easily make the play-in, and I think they'll even have a nice seed for the play-in. So it all depends on how they're how they're starting to play at the end of the season, if they're playing well, and then they get LeBron back. I think that they can make a run. I think they're going well, to do that. Um, kind of diverting from this conversation, but I just yeah. looked at the standings. Um, Sacramento. this has been my favorite one of my favorite stories of the season i did not expect the kings to be primed for playoffs they got the 37 and 26 they have a comfortable three seed too we can i mean we can talk about the lakers all we want but but if we're we're going to talk about the sacramento kings this is this is a team that really doesn't make like uh it doesn't really move the move the needle the way the lakers do but i tell you this team woods games at 37 and 26 um, they've won seven of the last 10. They just look like, uh, they look like a formidable, solid team. And this team, I've said it before, this team, the reason they are doing so well is because they play as a team. They're, they're not formulated like all these other teams. Look at the teams around them. Okay. The Nuggets, they have multiple all-stars. Grizzlies, multiple all-stars. Suns, fucking four all-stars. I don't know. Three all-stars. Yeah. Warriors. Same sure. thing. Multiple all-stars. Um, and the Kings, to be fair, probably should. I think they did actually with Sabonis and Darren Fox. But both those guys really, really underrated. They're, they have a winning record both home and away. I think that's important to note. So 
Yes. Uh, you know, those, those like things, that's a big thing in conference as well. 25 and 14. That's really good. Yeah. You talk about home and away wins. Uh, the Warriors, they could be easily top three yeah. if their road record wasn't seven and 24. <laughs> that's a crazy. Okay. So the Warriors... 27 and seven at home. That's, that's the <laughs> biggest definition of home court advantage ever. Like the Warriors. Nothing... <laughs> yeah. To put it in perspective, the Warriors are 34 and 31 total. Okay. So that's, I mean, that's a decent, like over 500 record, decent. They're 27 and seven at home and they're seven and 24 away. That is ridiculous, dog. That, that is, that is insane. Yeah, that's. You won't survive the playoffs with that. You won't survive with that ratio in the playoffs. No, especially where they are at the fifth, at the fifth seed right now. They need to be higher if they want to have home court advantage like that. So that'll be an interesting story to see. They need to uh, surpass Phoenix, but. Obviously, Phoenix just has too much star power. It would be hard for them. By the way, the Rockets season. and Spurs are just both in Victor Wembanyama fucking uh, mode right now. Both both teams, fifteen or sixteen and forty nine. That's a point two three four winning percentage. Just atrocious basketball. Just horrible, horrible. Texas, Texas is down bad in basketball. Yeah. Like I remember, it was like um, what four years ago, five years ago. Like all these. Texas teams, they were playoff teams. The maybe, Rockets maybe were the, Rockets were with Harden. The Spurs were okay with the Rosen, but yeah, I see what you mean. I tend to forget sometimes the Spurs won five championships since what 1999. Yeah. Oh, they were they were uh a Miami Heat's fans' worst nightmare was was the Spurs because you know the thing about the Spurs is in those days I was a Heat guy because of LeBron and they played <laughs> The Spurs played the the most boring basketball ever. They played team basketball and they passed it around and shot the rock and they got easy layups under Greg Popovich. And it's, it's one of the most stubborn teams I've ever watched, but they're, they were so great. Just so great. Well, yeah, they had, Tim Duncan was their guy for 20 years. So yeah. or 15 years, his brand was the way the team played. He reflected the way they played. Just, he for was, sure. Just score and not do anything. Tim Duncan, that. by the way, easily top 10 player ever. Tim Duncan, no easily. Question. No, no question. No question about it. I think everybody uh, kind of gets that twisted with Tim Duncan. But the Pistons as well um, in the East, full tank mode for Victor Wemanyama. They are 15 and 49 as well going with those other teams. It's just, uh, you know, th- those teams, it, it would be suck to be a fan of those teams. But I kind of get a sense of it right now as as I'm, you know, as I'm a Blues fan, you know. I Oh my, yeah. Well, I do have something to say about this. Oh well, um, yeah, you're a you know you're a Jacksonville Jaguars fan, so you have some well, idea for, of it. For the Blues, um, this it's a hard thing to accept. It's a hard thing to get over. But trading these guys was it's going to be the right move. Um, Doug Armstrong has done a terrible job before this deadline. Da has not made the right moves, like ditching Petrangelo. Ditching Vince Dunn, who's been having a career season. Yeah. Ditching Perron, who's a veteran presence. Like those are three guys. If we if we kept them, we could still probably be in the playoff hunt. Like Nick Letty, he's is all right, but we're paying him four mil a year. <laughs> um, uh, keeping Tarasenko and not losing him to expansion over Vince Dunn. <sighs> Why? Because yeah. he's gone now too. He's in New York. Um, so I think if we would have been smarter um, with cap and players, we wouldn't have to have gotten rid of Vlad or Ryan O'Reilly or Barbashev, and we could still be decent. 
But you sometimes you just can't get that. And I think Vladimir Tarasenko was really I don't think he was very happy in St. Louis anymore. And I don't think he had been for a couple of years. I think that was a, a pretty known thing. And to, to your point, yeah, I mean, giving up a guy like that, that we all grew up with on the team that was, you know, he, he's a presence that was kind of like uh, TJ Oshie, who was just a legend, legendary player. Ryan Reeves, the legends of the old teams. Um, Vlad's right up there with those guys and and his goal scoring ability, his his famous wrist shot is something that will be remembered in St. Louis. And, you know, I wish him all the uh, success with the Rangers. I think the Rangers are going to do great things in the. You got a line with, you got Tarasenko, Patrick Kane, and Artemi Panarin on one line. Like, that's. They're nasty. That's hard to beat. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's Um, a great point. That's a great point for sure. But um, with getting rid of these guys, we've gotten a really good prospect from the AHL. That was from. That was from the Barbashev trade. He's um, yeah. over a point per game right now. Um, three, we got three firsts this year alone, and there's a there's a slim chance, but there's a chance you can get um, number one. And Connor Bedard is this year's uh, Connor Bedard's big, legit. He is. He I've seen highlights of him in the juniors. He's tearing it up. Yeah. He could he could go to the league immediately. He doesn't have to stay in the juniors if he wants to. He can go straight to the league. Yeah, he's he's probably he's got the most. Uh, he set the record for most goals and points in the World Juniors, and he beat Eric Lindros, who's a Hall of Famer. Whew. That's interesting. Lindros, Lindros was like a Canadian junior team legend. He was, <laughs> and he was number one too. So I just to you. put that into perspective. But let's get back to basketball because okay, let's do it. Not, yeah, I'm not trying and to. I, I want to end conduct on. This. Yeah, I want to end on something I said, and I don't know how you'll feel about this, but I think we have made some fantastic – something that I, I don't know if I agree with was the was the O'Reilly deal. Yeah, I, honestly, we did get some great stuff back for him, but that's – I mean, that's our captain, dog. I mean, that's, that's a dangerous game we're playing. Like, in all likelihood, he's a free agent after this year's over. There's a chance we can sign him back. So, I, Yeah, that's true. No, I, I it think could be we might get him back. Now. It could be all no harm, no foul, because he's been he's connected with this city. Great. He loves he and you know he he seemed like he loves St. Louis, and I think he he really enjoyed being around here. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think you're right about that too. I, I forgot about his deal about how that be, that being the deal, but yeah, I mean, I think we got some some fantastic stuff for for all of these guys, and I, I think that if this draft goes well for us, I think that we could even have um, a better team than we have ever had in terms of talent, in terms of talent. We're way younger too. To also younger. keep that in mind, the game's moving in that direction. So, I, I think the Blues are are turning into kind of the Oklahoma City Thunder per se. So, per se, yeah, per se. So, so let's hey, we're move still back not the to the Blackhawks. The Blackhawks are still terrible and worse than the, than the Blues. So that's fantastic, as it forever shall be. So forever we move we move to the NBA. We touched on LeBron and the Lakers, and and we touched on the the Kings, obviously, the standings as well. But I want to get into really what I think should be the brunt of this episode, and it's it's the the saga of John ja Morant. Okay, now I've talked about John ja Morant before, and in, in my bit about Shannon Sharp, John ja Morant is as of right now the the biggest uh, fake tough guy in the entire NBA. But he, I'm I'm starting to think that he's he's taking some sort of uh, 
thug classes per se. I think he, I think John Morant needs therapy or, or something. I, I don't know what's wrong with John. Let, let me take you through some of the stuff that he has done. And then, and then JT, I, I'm going to, I want to hear your thoughts on this because I know you've been preparing. So um, first we have something that happened in July of 2022. John Morant apparently was playing basketball with um, a couple of people at his house. One of them being a 17 year old kid. Apparently, Jaw got upset with him, knocked the kid to the ground, and repeatedly punched him in the face. The kid's mom later reported it to the police like four days later or so. Um, and it's ne- just now coming up again. I don't I don't know what the precautions are for this, but uh, this doesn't bode well at all. Uh, and, and then, if you don't mind, JT, I'm going to keep going with, with what's happened recently. A day ago, Jaw was suspended for two games uh, of the NBA season for flashing a gun on his Instagram Live. Now, I just saw an ESPN notification that said there's no timeline for his return at this point. So I don't know that it's only two games. I think he's seeking rehab or something. That's what the Grizzlies are saying. In terms of the standings, this doesn't matter at all for Grizzlies fans. The Grizzlies are set for the playoffs. And as as long as Jack can get back for that, they're going to be just fine. But JT, you can go first. I, I'll have something to say after you're done. So I think the first thing I thought about um... – when I heard all this jaw stuff was Andrew already hates Dylan Brooks. I was like, could it, could Dylan Brooks, could the Dylan Brooks hate club have a new member? I think because it it's pointing in that direction. It's been, it's pointing that direction. Like oh. I, I, from what I've heard, John Morant was raised by a loving, caring and kind family in the suburbs. I have notes on this. John Morant was raised in Dalzell, uh, South Carolina. And that's actually a nice suburban town with nice people. I looked up pictures. Look up pictures. There's like churches and nice, so nice neighborhoods. Yeah. So you have zero reason to be doing that unless Memphis is rubbed off on you that quickly. <laughs> I know it can be only a in very, Memphis. It can get like that, but like, dude, <laughs> come on. Like, you don't have to act out. You don't have to act like that. Like, um, but with with the seventeen year old, um, this like this it raised my eyebrows like super because like uh, imagine Luke, imagine Luke playing basketball with Ja, right? And you know he maybe he hits a dirty step back rainbow in his face, and then Ja <laughs> fucking sweeps his leg and starts he hits Luke thirteen times in the face, and then later flashes him. With his with his mouse tool, and like, what what reason do you have, bro? It's pickup. It's not that deep, right? If your ego got bruised that much from a pickup game, like you do need therapy. That's like little dick energy, in my opinion. Little dick. <laughs> yes, yes. Like you, if you can't handle getting there, like if he, let's say he got beat. If you can't handle getting beat by a kid who's five years, six years younger than you, you need to grow a pair. I know I sound like my mom right now, but I mean, it's kind of, it's kind of the truth. Yeah. And then um, Instagram live. I mean, why? That one is just like stupid. It's just like, how stupid are you? You're proving nothing. You're not affiliated brother. You're from South Carolina. Like you said, you're no, you're not a crit. You're not a blood or whatever the, they have going on in memphis yeah like you're making your net worth is probably in the 
what tens he has of a Nike deal. Right he was signed with Nike. You got a Nike deal. You're going to probably get a super max once your contract expires. Mm-hmm. You're going to make all this money. Like why try to waste any, why try to waste any of it by trying to say, Oh, I'm hard. I'm you know, I have a gun. Let me show it off to some Instagram followers. Like there's no reason. Like, what I want to describe lose, this as money. I'm going to describe the, the road that John Moran has been on. Okay. So John Moran went from an unnoticed high school player who got noticed by a scout because the scout went to the wrong court to watch a game, and they found John Morant, a scout from Murray State. John ended up proving himself to be a great basketball player, especially in March Madness uh, with Murray oh, yeah. State, as we all remember with some insane highlights. He he looked NBA-ready. He went to the NBA, and he started showing out at a very young age with the Memphis Grizzlies. Um, John Morant is, is a guy who, who came, he didn't come from nothing, but he, he was nothing. He, John Morant wasn't a five-star recruit. He was an unnoticed guy. And so to go, to get to the NBA and to, we're not going to say waste yet, but to paint this picture of yourself, you know, you could be, you could be marketed as, you know, the hard walk, uh, the hard working kid who, who wasn't noticed and then had a big break. That's a great story. That's a great fucking story. But now you really have that be. guy. Now you have that guy on Instagram live showing everybody that he has a lethal weapon and he has a gun after, after a story just came out about how an Alabama basketball player shot and killed a woman. Like oh God, yeah. imagine, imagine a kid, you know, an eight, eight year old kid whose favorite player is John Morant joins his Instagram live. And he's just like, Hey man, Hey, and he's got his fucking gun flashing it at the club or where the hell he was. Uh, I, I just, it, how stupid are you? Your future is so, so bright. I mean, he is going to be the first guy ever to go from the NBA to the hood. There's been like, <laughs> he's trying to make it out of the NBA. He's trying to make it out of the NBA. It's, it's ridiculous. It's so ridiculous. JT. So ridiculous. Like you're, you're in such a lofty position. You're the superstar of a playoff team that, could make it to the finals like you could be you know you could be hanging out at clubs or whatever you're an adult you have that right but like you know there you you gotta like think you gotta think so my mom always told me you gotta think before you go i would never if i was jaw or in a position like him i'd never think about trying to flex a tiny pistol on you know in front of a couple thousand people like you already have enough clout from all your posters and alley oops and stupid ass layups. You and don't need dunks, any more. Missed posterizers. Those two. Those two. Those two. Yeah. I mean, like the only bodies you're gonna catch in the NBA are people that you dunk on. Like that's probably good enough. You don't want to have actual death on your record. I don't think that pays much. I just I don't understand the attraction to be hood. I don't know why John Morant wants to you know, show that he's hard, show that he's about it. This is just adds to the stuff that people can use on him. This just adds to the chance that the crowds will have. The NBA is not going to look at him in the same way now. Um, I don't think some of the fans on the Memphis Grizzlies will look at him the same way now. Um, you can't market John Morant in the same way. You can't say, uh, you know, oh, bang, John Morant. Because that could be John Wrong Morant. bang. Yeah, wrong bang. Wrong bang. Um, 
Yeah. It's just, I don't know. I don't know, JT. Uh, yeah. It's just one of those um, things. I'm trying to, Jesus, I just had something in mind. Um, I pre- people Forgot making it. noise. Uh, people making noise in the hall. Fuck them. Um, All right. I, we yeah. have a new story if you want to get into that. Here on. Actually, I have, before you get into that, I do <laughs> have a saved image I found on Instagram. Um, I did miss this point earlier because we were into just jaw, but the Grizzlies sure. as a whole, they're kind of like a dramatic unit, unit as a collective. Obviously, there's the established hate for Dylan Brooks, and he is a part of this host. So obviously, jaw for the, the gun thing. Brandon Clark, not really a behavior thing, but more of he just he tore his Achilles. He's done for the year. Um, Dylan Brooks was suspended one game without pay for his 16th technical foul. Yeah, this good. good. So like, I you if I'm the coach or the GM, I need to like hold a meeting and like set this set things straight because with a culture like this, like sure everyone can get along, like acting all tough and stuff, but. Eventually, that foundation is going to collapse on you. Because it's a band of kindergartners, JT. Right. Like, it, okay, here. It reminds me of, like, you know, that one high schooler who, like, that one guy from the suburbs in high school who acted like he was all hood and stuff. Right. You know, we've, we've had those guys. We've had, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. We, we don't even have to say the names, but I do know exactly what you mean, JT. Exactly. Yeah. And, and, and Ja, <laughs> I mean, Ja, like, you have a loving, you have a loving family. You have, you have the world by your feet. You have a daughter. He has a daughter and he's just flashing a, a gun on. It's like, I, I don't know. I, I don't want to lose any hair over this because I don't care about the Grizzlies at all. In your fact, I hate too, the Grizzlies. Your hair's too valuable. My hair's too valuable. That's right. My hair's too valuable. So, um, I mean, in, in, in hindsight and in, in conclusion John Morant's dumbass and uh, the Lakers as, I mean not the Lakers sorry the Grizzlies as a whole is just a, a the band of misfits to be quite honest it's it's fun it's like a circus it's fun to watch but like that they're never going to be anything um you know they're never going to win a championship like that Ja is not fine in the west first he has to get a shit figured out and then him it might be okay with the west but the Warriors are coming for their neck all the teams are coming for their neck John Morant is not hood, and we move to another story that just happened actually today. Okay. Um, another saga in my hate for Devin Booker. Devin Booker got tied up with Luka Doncic in their game today. Obviously, a huge game yes. between the Mavericks and the Suns. It came down to the to the final uh, few minutes. I just want to hear what you think about this game. Um. So I do remember this. Um, yeah. Remember. Seeing all this, uh, I'm seeing things. Jesus, um, uh, <laughs> uh, Luca, I think Luca missed like a open game tying layup. It like bounced off back in the rim and came out. Um, uh, I do. There were some shenanigans. I know. Obviously, you don't like what Devin Booker did. I'm trying to. So the Suns. So I'll lay out the game a little bit. So the Suns were up. It is either one twenty to one eighteen or one eighteen to one sixteen. And the Mavericks had the ball. They had an opportunity to tie. Luca made a nice drive, a nice kind of some people thought was a push off offensive foul. Luca made a nice move, got open for a uh, really short look. The ball went in and out. Kevin Durant grabs the ball. Luca has to foul him. Uh, obviously, Kevin Kevin Durant, who I didn't know was the best free throw shooter in the NBA this year, knocks down both. 
and the and the Suns go on to win the game. And um, after Luca missed the the uh, the layup, Devin Booker was saying something in his direction, something to the ref, probably something trying to be smart. And Luca got up into his face. And then Devin Booker started acting hard whenever teammates got in front of him, as he always does. And it's just it goes on to the to the fact that De- Devin Booker is a fake tough guy, and he's the same as John Morant, and he's the same as Dylan Brooks. They're all fucking the same person. And uh, Devin Booker is now carried by Kevin Durant. He's now carried. Yeah, there's you can't really say he's not. I mean, before KD, he was the yeah. best player, but now. He's he's number two. They're not even um, on the same tier. No, they're not. Same That's, tier. It's a cold hard fact. Um, so yeah, I know Booker and Luca have a history. Um, back in the playoffs, Luca had like the ball like this, and Booker gave it a little swipe, um, a little tap out of the hands. Um, then there's like that there's that picture of Luca smiling at Booker in Game Seven later in that series. Such a great picture. Yeah. Um, fun, fun little video clip. Chris Paul cuts the lead to forty-two. That was <laughs> that's all. That's always gonna be legendary. He won't. I love. I loved um, how the the Mavericks just destroyed them. I love it. Systematically, yeah. Um, yeah. So to be honest, I kind of hope this saga continues in the playoffs because they're both bound to make the playoffs. Um, yeah. I hope. I hope they can both meet each other again, whether it be first, second round. Um, that's probably the most likely scenario um so yeah i think it would make for good television in my opinion for, for sure uh, luke luca and Devin to meet up even if it's a little more um if the odds are a little more towards the stuns now with kd um who knows as you much as i hate to say it Dallas. yeah as much as i hate to say it booker is a rising star and he i mean he's obviously a star now in the league um, but I don't think it's crazy to say that Jason Tatum even is on a different level than Devin Booker. I think a lot of people compare the two. Jason Tatum's averaging three more points per game. By the way, Jason Tatum averaging a, a, a solid 30.2 points per game the entire 2022 season so far. So, yeah, that boy is cooking. Devin Booker's, to, be, to his credit, at 27.2, but um, but Jason Tatum is is really the the backbone of his basketball team. Devin Booker can't say the same. So I, I think I think the Mavs and Suns will um, get together. I, I look forward to this series even more than the Warriors-Grizzlies series just because I think there will be a higher level of basketball being played. I think that the both the Mavericks and the Suns, especially this year, this coming season, are both better teams than the Grizzlies and Warriors. And I think that, uh, you know, I think that's, that's the, the conference where the, where the champion will come from. The West is um, – it's way better. The yeah. East, the East, you got your top dogs, Boston, Milwaukee, um, Philadelphia, and Brooklyn. Um, maybe – no, not the – why would I say the Knicks? Not the Knicks. Um, so, you really got that far, and then it's kind of like a it's – a, it's super open down there. Yeah. Um, really the four open. Seed. Like, there's not really a set one through six, like, kind of like how the West is. Like, oh, well, the West is for the taking. By anybody who wants to make a move this last stretch, the West is I for meant, the taking. Yeah, I meant like with um playoff seeding. Um, uh, yeah, the West you can anyone can take the West one through six easily, or even a play-in team. Um, with the East, you really just got your top guys. That it's it's pretty predictable. I mean, it's either gonna be Milwaukee, Boston, um, Philadelphia, 
probably maybe that it's a very good maybe or Brooklyn. Um, there are, there since, are nine teams between 30 and 34 wins. Nine teams. Right. That's, yeah, that's so close. Anything can happen in these last 20-something games. A little yep, less, a little more. 20-something games, and my Lakers are in, in the running. So we wish the Lakers luck. And, uh, yeah, the NBA is going to shake out really nicely. And we move to college basketball. Uh, actually, yes, before the sir. college basketball, we can we can move into the, the XFL just briefly. The, the Battlehawks lost today. I think the, the the defenders are the, the clear best team in the, in the XFL right now. They just look to be on another level than the Battlehawks. And uh, to the Battlehawks' credit, we're we're two and one. I think we're uh, going to be at home next week as well. So, I think, selling out the selling out the selling tickets for the upper bowl. Yeah, like, which is nuts. not just. I mean, clearly, uh, this is not a knock on any other XFL team, but clearly St. Louis, it, they've got the most support. They have no, the most support you can't easily. Say, like no other XFL team is gonna sell them to the mezzanine. Um, and the Battlehawks, they could probably there's a chance they could sell out the entire thing, which would be nuts. Like, That'd be nuts. The um, XFL is looking crazy, dude. I love the XFL. I love the rules. Um, I, I love that it gives players another chance, like Josh Gordon. AJ McCarron. Yeah. I mean, he was kind of exiled from the NFL because um, you know, he just really never got his chance. Um, now he's like he's been a stud. He's a top three QB in the league easily. For sure. Got, uh, ben Denucci's in the league too, I think. Right. Yeah. Uh, and Tamu, uh, Tamu, or however you're saying it. His yeah, Tamu. Defenders. Yeah, Tamu. Who, by the way, I think we had him. No, we used yeah, to. Yeah, he him. was our he was our first. Um, QB, yeah. So. Like, previously. And he's he's good, and so is McCarron. I don't. I really don't have any. I can't tell yet if we. Upgraded or downgraded, both quarterbacks are fine, and it's it McCarran's really has got less... more pedigree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. McCarron seems to be a better quarterback, but I think uh, in terms of like intangibles and skills, I think uh, Tama might have him. So, but the XFL looks great, man. I I, I really do want to go to a, a St. Louis Battlehawks game. I think it would be incredible. I need to start getting some merch or like a jersey or something. Same. By the way, they're all they're like team gear pictures and stuff are all in like their practice jerseys because I guess they didn't have the real jerseys yet. Have you seen that? If you've watched the game, uh, I like, um, so their team, like, shoot, the graphics. Like, all, like all the graphics and stuff, they all have like their yeah. silver practice jerseys. It's weird. That is weird. Yeah. So I guess they weren't I, ready. I think I know what you're talking about. I, I caught the, um, the sea dragons game on ESPN last Thursday. Yeah. Two Thursdays ago. Yeah, so the Sea Dragons were on, and Josh Gordon looked incredible. Josh Gordon is just like – I always forget how big a re- receiver he is, and maybe he just looks bigger in the XFL, but, um, you know, he's a big-body guy. Yeah, he's a tragic tale because, obviously, um, he could stay off the dope, but yeah. um, it's, again, like you said, it's a really good thing that he gets another chance to show, like, maybe another NFL team after this season. They, they could, like, pra- put him on a practice squad. See what happens for sure and hakeem butler has been a really a big guy for for the battle hawks i love the way hakeem butler plays he he reminds me of kind of the uh, mike williams play style hakeem butler's six two six three i think um just a long lengthy receiver and he's really fun to watch on, on the battle hawks he's my favorite player uh currently so yeah it was fun to watch them today but they didn't they didn't end up winning but that's all right you know we'll be back next week we'll be back it was highly it was a high scoring game um, you know, it's nothing to really 
it's something to be upset about, but at the end of the day, you know, we're still legit. Still legit, for sure. We moved to college basketball, and my first story, I really only have two things to talk about. Um, the first is going to be Texas Tech, and the, and the latter is Mizzou. Texas Tech, Texas Tech. Texas Tech suspends coach Mark Adams over a racially insensitive comment to one of his athletes. Did you hear about this? Yes, I'm pulling up that uh, graphic I saw now. Yeah, so I'll explain kind of what went down. So um, a- apparently Mark Adams, the, the head coach, was telling uh, one of the players to be more coachable. What he referenced is, is allegedly uh, slaves serving their masters, which is just uh, – that is, that is so far across the lines. I it's just saw – it was – it was a Bible verse, which like, sure. Yeah. I mean, I know, I know that's in there a lot, but like, come on. Yeah. Are we read, st- read the room? <laughs> Take us again. Think. <laughs> you gotta think. Like your player, you know, you're talking to an African American player, but about slavery. Like we didn't do that to y'all. Like back. No in matter the day. if it's Bible or not, dude. That's. So it, fucking period. Like, you know, it happened. It, we did that dirt ball, just a dirt ball. And I, I don't have any idea who Mark Adams is. Maybe I should, but uh, Mark Adams, <laughs> it's like, it's kind of like the Nate Oates thing to where like, what are you thinking? It's kind of like the, to the John Morant thing. What are you thinking when those words come out of your mouth? And you say that to one of your athletes, one of your kids that, that look up to you, that's just trying to, to do the best for themselves, for their future. And, and you say that sort of thing to them. Uh, I, I think he deserves whatever he gets from, from Texas tech. I, I don't know. I think he should be on the hot seat, uh, honestly, for this. Yeah. Texas, Texas tech has had a very weird coaching history because they had Chris Beard who, um, <laughs> went who to recently Texas. Is. He, he's in his own little world of uh, uh, trouble right now. By the way, and, confirm not trouble. His wife was lying the whole time. Oh, uh, can't confirm trust women these days. <laughs> can't trust women these days. That's facts. So, so c- confirm. Chris Beard is seems to be in the clear. But yeah, you're you're right. A lot of controversy from uh, past and and now Texas Tech coaches, and this just this is just a crazy story. Crazy story. Odd to me. trend. Very yeah. odd trend. Odd trend. So yeah. we we moved to to Mizzou. Mizzou took down Ole Miss uh, in, a, in a game that was too close. But I was proud, and I tweeted about this that I was proud of the way Mizzou played. I think, um, you know, the three wasn't going the whole time, but we did have some key three-pointers from uh, players like Noah Carter. Kobe Brown left the game early, but then came back. It was really weird. He just kind of ran out. So it was weird being at the game, and everybody was a little bit scared. But, um, I mean, honestly, it, it was, it was, you know, I don't even know how to how to describe it. Honestly, it was just like a game where we we always play down to our we always play down to our competition, um, and a team like Ole Miss, a team like Mizzou, who who is now battle tested, and we've played some of the best that that there is in the country. We should be taking a team down like that by quite a bit, and and That's we leave them in the game. Too. Yeah, we leave them in the game, and I want to hear what you thought about it. Well, it didn't just happen to us against Ole Miss, but it happened against LSU too. Just it continues um, to happen. It's too close to call in these games. That should be like you know twenty point blowouts. Thankfully, it didn't happen against Georgia. Um, but yeah, it just it. I mean, 
I, I have a little bit of doubt, but also like, like you said, you know, battle tested. We've played against some some very formidable opponents who could go far in the tournament. Um, Illinois, Kentucky, uh, Tennessee, and Iowa State. Those guys were all um, very. Those were the four hardest games, right? Okay. Unless I'm counting. No, out. you said. Uh, sorry, name them again. I was zoning out. Uh, Kentucky, Illinois, Iowa State, and um, Tennessee. Yeah, I mean, you can throw on Kansas if you wanted. (laughs) Kansas Kansas and Alabama were the two losses. Oh, that's – yeah, that's fair. That's fair. So, yeah, like, it's not like we've been playing scrubs all year and beating them and losing to the big dogs. Like, no, we have shown that we can fight with them. Um, Yeah. That's why we got a double bye in the SDC tournament. And That's what I was going to bring up next. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and it's it's a good thing. Um, obviously, the Ole Miss game left it too close to call. But, um, you know, in all likelihood, uh, if things go the way they're supposed to be, seeding-wise, we'd be playing Tennessee in our first game. Something your brother said that was true, so true to me, because I, I watched game in, game out, this team. This team lives and dies by the three-point shot. Yes. And and it really all depends on that with going into the tournament and and Mizzou's luck has not been good in in the NCAA tournament and the SEC tournament as of lately. So, um, yeah. I, I would like to see us at least get to the championship game of the SEC tournament. I don't know if that's too much to ask. I think that now with Tennessee's point guard being out, I think that we definitely have a good shot. Oh yeah, I um, saw that. Yeah, so Tennessee's point guard is out. We already beat them as is with their point guard. So. You know, we showed that we can beat them, and and they. By the way, they're in a group with South Carolina and somebody else. Um, somebody else. It's no good, but I think South Carolina has the ability to beat Tennessee. We're gonna have to find out. But any any opponent we get, as as long as we're shooting well, I think we should be able to win. Did South Carolina beat Tennessee in basketball already? Or that's my just... true. South Carolina has a pretty solid team. South. Carolina uh, basketball. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Standings. So, uh, South Carolina is in conference four and fourteen. I stand corrected. Uh, oh. South Carolina. The reason that I said that is because they looked pretty good against Mizzou. Um, but I mean, all bad teams look good against us, so that's good. We <laughs> we struggled with South Carolina. Ole Miss, LSU. Um, didn't we lose Georgia to Georgia? Um, we played them twice this year. Yeah, I don't know. Um, no clue. Just... I think we might have. I think we might have. We beat them once. And we might have lost them at home. Lost to Florida. Maybe we only played yeah. them once. Oh, really? I think we only played them once. Hmm. Yeah. Which is surprising because they're is the uh is the East and the West and the SEC, is that only in basketball or is that all or in football? Or is that also in basketball? Uh I'd have to look that up. I think it I think honest. it is only in football because I, I looked at the standings in the SEC and it just has everybody in the same thing. So that's interesting. Yeah. Well, yeah. If they did, if they went by football, they probably, I would imagine, it's like you know, west, east, 
you play like two brackets, then go to the championship. That's that would make sense if it was divided. Yeah. So obviously, um, the standings right now: Alabama, A and M, Kentucky, and then us. Tennessee's right below us. So uh, it's gonna it's gonna form for a really nice, really nice, uh, you know, SEC tournament. I think all all five teams are threats in the tournament to to do something. Tennessee and up, I think all of us are really formidable teams, and that just goes to show the SEC is is evolving as a as a basketball conference. It's not just Kentucky and then everyone else now. It's like you know Alabama's top five. Um, Kentucky. By the way, Brandon Miller continues to play, um, which is just outrageous. It's just so outrageous to me that Brandon Miller continues to play basketball. Uh, he shouldn't be anywhere near the basketball program right now. He he should be probably under investigation. I know that they're um I know that they're cooperating or whatever the hell that means with with police, but to be even involved in this case uh means that you should be you shouldn't be anywhere near the basketball court. And then the pat down, the the pat down introduction that he did against Arkansas. Nate Oates goes, yeah, I didn't know. I mean, I don't I, I thought it was TSA. What a fucking that, stupid comment that is. What a fucking stupid comment. Oh, I thought it was TSA. I thought it was T- getting TSA, you know, checked out. What, I mean, how stupid are you? I mean, I don't think he's stupid. I think he's just making an excuse for himself. And Alabama continues over and over to make uh, horrific decisions, horrific decisions. Shame on Alabama. Shame on the SEC and shame on the NCAA for not telling him, yo, you need to stop playing. Like, this is – we take this shit seriously, you know, like. Take it seriously. It's it's a death here, fucking murder. You see, actually, murder of a, a of a mother of a twenty three year old mother, not a guy, a mother. Excuse me. Yeah. Yeah. So, so it, it was. Yeah. Uh, it's just so fucking crazy to me, JT. So crazy. Uh, while we're on the topic, um, I'm gonna divert slightly. Um, okay. Topic of crime in SEC schools. Jalen Carter has just ruined his draft stock. Jalen Carter definitely. If he has not gone out of the top ten, um. It's probably because the Raiders drafted him. It's um so so Jalen Carter is being charged with reckless driving and racing, which are both misdemeanors to be fair. But um, he was in some sort of accident in which ended up killing killing somebody or two people. It was a staffer and somebody else. That Georgia killed Georgia State. recruiting staffer Chandler Lercoy and offensive lineman Devin Whitlock. Uh, Willock, sorry. Two separate people are, are killed in this. Um, Jalen Carter fled the scene, and then he lied to cops after um, and, and told them, I guess, that uh, a completely story, like a completely false story. This, this is something that I think, like, the, the fact that NFL teams are swiping this under a rug is is something that. Um, a lot of people have thought about the NFL for a while, and the fact that the NFL is owned no one, by scumbags. No one gives <laughs> a shit about character. I mean, obviously, it's a joke. The Raiders, you know, they've had a bunch of character issues with like Dan Arnett and Henry Ruggs, but like, yeah, everybody it, said it, future it Raiders. It extends far beyond just the Raiders. Like, there will be teams that will take in a guy with who's been a cancer. It's happened for decades. It hasn't just like been a trend for a while now. Like. You know, Kareem like, Hunt is back. Deshaun Watson's back. Yeah, um, you know, Jeff George in the nineties. That guy was an asshole. 
Yeah. Like this isn't new to teams. This has been the status quo. Yeah. It's always oh, yeah. it's always about football in the NFL. I mean, you you have a guy who's clearly involved. Same. I mean, it's very similar with Brandon Miller, and in, in, in a case that it, that has resulted in somebody dying and the in the loss of life, and um, and the sports are being valued over the the lives of other people. It's just uh, it's just fucking crazy. So yeah, yeah I mean, it's, Lacroix, it's the guy sad. dying. His blood alcohol concentration was 0.197 at the time of the crash, so he was drunk. I bet all of them yeah. were in some sort of way influenced with alcohol. Um, and you know, people are gonna say, "Oh, he's a kid; he's just racing." You're, you know, you're you're a consensus top pick in in the next year's draft. It, you that comes with a responsibility, right? I mean, yeah, you want the natty, like, yeah, it's cool. I, nothing wrong with celebrating, you know. Yeah, I would too, but. Put the goddamn keys down. Like Uber exists for a reason. You got sure. you got you probably got anyone. You just tell a random guy, hey, I just won the national championship. I'm Jalen Carter. I'm going top five in the draft. Somebody you give, give you a, a free- ride? No. Yeah, like so anyone would give you a ride. Like you have so many better options. Like, dude, you're wait you just you might have wasted I mean you definitely wasted some money because obviously he's not gonna get that big of a contract. Um, It says early Wednesday, the Atlanta Journal Constitution reported Carter initially told police that he heard a he heard the crash from a nearby apartment complex, but then later told an officer he had been driving both behind and beside the vehicle driven by the guy who killed himself and and the guy in in the car. So (laughs) switched up the story completely. I mean, it's just uh, it's just horrible. Moving into the, the, to the NFL combine, um, I I wanted to talk about the combine because Jalen Carter was still in his combine clothes when he got uh, his mugshot. If you go and look at Jalen Carter's mugshot, he still has his NBA combine gear on, which is uh, pretty humorous. Let's see that. Yeah, go go ahead and look that up. So um, some of the guys that have looked great in the, in the, in the uh, NFL combine are Max Duggan who, by the way, if you haven't seen on my social medias, was on my top five quarterbacks list. Um, Will Levis. at five? Oh, yeah, he was at five. He was at five, and I put him there out of respect because I don't think he's on a lot of people's list. And and he he showed out. He ran a four-five. His, his throws looked really legit. He, he uh, you know, he had the vintage Max Duggan red face as he finished through the 40 and um, – a bit, another big winner is Anthony Richardson. Everybody's seen all the crazy stuff out of him. Whatever the hell he ran, he was really quick. And then he set a broad jump record for quarterbacks among every every quarterback ever. So um, another big big winner. But did you end up finding that mugshot picture, JT? Yeah, he's in like a he's in like a beater wife beater type thing. If I'm is this right? The TMZ. That might be TMZ. it. Jalen Carter mugshot. I mean, he, I mean, oh, cool. He turned himself in. Like, that's the least he could have done. Yeah, I could have sworn I saw. Oh, I think this is it. See what oh, I'm saying? Okay. I, yeah, that yeah, might yeah. be at the combine, but I don't know. I, I I saw that picture online, so I thought it was a mugshot, but maybe it's not. Oh, um, but yeah, either back way. On that, um, back on that combine stuff you were talking about. Yeah, um, what have you seen? Well, I mean, 
again, weekend, I was busy all weekend, so I've only been on Instagram. But um, one thing you were talking about, Anthony Richardson, one thing I did see was that um, he has no problem running for touchdowns. Yeah, that's a big thing. That's a big part of him. But he didn't really he didn't throw a touchdown until like fifth game of the season, sixth game. Like that yeah. kind of stands out to me. Um, like again, it was something that people like gave Lamar shit for not being yeah. able to throw for touchdowns. Like to me, I feel like I feel like Anthony Richardson. He'll still go high. Um, he's super athletic. Like that's something you don't just you know find every day. Um, I feel like he's just like a Lamar 2.0. He's got that type, you know, run. He's a he relies um on his legs as much as his arm. Yeah, it's I, I don't bad, think it's not a bad thing. I've seen, I've watched Anthony Richardson play, uh, especially in the SEC. And Tate Zare is going to be angry with me because he's big on Anthony Richardson. But um, Anthony Richardson is not the threat that Lamar Jackson is with his arm. Anthony Richardson yeah. can throw it a far, you know, really far away. He's like Jameis Winston kind of in that way with his arm talent. Very strong arm. In terms of his accuracy, piss poor. Really <laughs> bad accuracy with uh with his throws. I think we saw it a little bit. It took him a while to warm up uh, in the combine today. Other quarterbacks were hitting, you know, hitting other throws right on the money. And he he didn't look like that. He didn't look that way. So uh, what I will say is you know, physically one of the best quarterbacks we have ever seen come out of the draft. He he's up there with Cam Newton, Lamar, you know, some of those other guys that are just beast. legends. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I am, I'm not hating on him by any means. I, I think that he will be really fun to watch wherever he goes, maybe like a Justin Fields type of guy who, who really does rely on his legs a lot. And so, yeah, that, that will be interesting. I think maybe we'll see him. I don't know. Who do you think would like get a guy like him? Maybe like if the if the Ravens lose Lamar to somewhere, you think the Ravens might target him? That way they so don't. So with have- Lamar, with Lamar, um, obviously his movement, um, it's all it's all speculation at this point because he, I mean, he could either get extended or traded. Like to be honest, he could get. They would trade him after draft the draft. Um, no. If he doesn't get traded by the draft, he's staying. But if he does leave, I would it would totally make sense for the Ravens to pick up on Richardson if he's still available. The issue is with him is under contract. Yeah, but he's no good. He's like really? he's, I don't think so. It's like he's great value in Lamar. I mean, sure, what whatever. Like, yeah, he's he's got talent, but like I don't know. I'd take Anthony Richardson over him as a starter. And Richardson's got zero experience. I'm just not high on Tyler Huntley. Um, so yeah, and Tyler Huntley's a restricted free agent this year. So, so I mean, there's no chance he doesn't even stay. Yeah, um, I mean, I think I think any team that's looking for a solid backup quarterback, I think a team like um, maybe the Bears team, a team that you know aren't going to get a quarterback this year, but maybe want a guy behind Justin Fields who is kind of injury prone the way that he plays. I think that. Uh, having a guy like Tyler Huntley behind him, who is a similar play style, is is important. So maybe the maybe the Bears will do something. I'm I'm really anxious to see what the Bears do with their first overall pick. I think they should deal it to somebody else and get a package for it. But we're gonna have to see what they do. Yes, and um, on the topic of QBs, um, I don't know why people are hyping up Will Levis. Um, <laughs> I don't see it. Yeah. Like I don't. It, it this happens every year. You know, Zach Wilson. Um, 
Sam Darnold. The one that, that worked out was Josh Allen. He was the one that worked out of hype that came out of nowhere, in my opinion. And that's that is now the problem. Yeah. Every time a QB like Josh or a QB like Will Levis gets hyped up, he's, he's gonna automatically get compared to Josh. Big Allen. body plays the game the right way, put his body oh, intangibles, right? You know, film all oh, those stereotypical white guy shit. Now he looked like, okay. His I mean he looked really nice. So he was throwing the ball really well at the combine, but to be fair, we, we fell into that same trap with Zach Wilson. And uh, so I, I do think that uh, whoever is going to pick him up needs to be careful. But I think it'll be interesting. By the way, my my prediction for um, quarterback C.J. Stroud, the first uh, – he was he was my number one ranking. I think that stands true. C.J. Stroud looked amazing. And he's still fluid, so smooth the way he throws the ball. Whoever gets him will have an immediate starter. That's not ridiculous to say that. I mean, most likely he's going to go to uh, – there's like a three-way tie with teams, in my opinion. Jackson. Houston, um, Indianapolis, Las Vegas. Those teams are all in need of QBs. Derek Carr's getting dealt. Um, so, like, any three of those teams, I can see him and Bryce Young go to. I would – but you know what? It would be very Raiders of Vegas to draft Will Levis. I, that was that's kind of sticking in my mind right now. It just kind of came up. Like, you know, you know what's you know what's funny is uh, Will Levis. I think I think Jalen Carter will drop right into the Raiders, uh, right into the Raiders' hands. I think it, you know if teams are smart, he will drop in, in draft stock, and I think the Raiders will be sitting right there whenever he becomes available. And if he's available, it'd be so funny if the Raiders were able to get him at that at that point. They'd be reinforcing their own stereotype. Yeah, and I don't know how smart they are. I don't know how smart they are in there, but I'm hoping for their sake, they they like listen, hear the music. Yeah, we see the writing on the wall. All right, the, so I want to end on this, JT, with with the NBA or that not the NBA, sorry, the NFL draft coming up. Who are your top three uh, sleepers in this year's draft? Oh, Jesus. I... You have to forgive me for not watching the combine or college. No, football. you're good. I just want, you know, guys who are going into the NFL draft. All right. Um, I don't want to pick up the phone. Jesus. I don't want to look it up. Um, you can if you want to. If you want, I can go. Uh, to be honest, um, I know people have hyped CJ Stroud up more, but I could see Bryce Young getting picked before him. Yeah. Just because of his play has been CBS's mock draft has Bryce Young at two, CJ Stroud at four. Is that with the Bears not trading their pick? Um yeah, well, there's a trade proposed in one of them by Chris uh Trapasso that has the right. Bears moving to the fourth pick uh in a trade with Indianapolis. Indianapolis would then get Anthony Richardson at number one. Which is a bold, bold, bold take. That's bold, yeah. Like, yeah, Chris, yeah, yeah. Chris Trapasso has uh, three quarterbacks at the at the top three. He has Anthony Richardson, Bryce Young, and then Will Levis, selected by the Carolina Panthers. This guy's high. He's high yeah. on something. So, I mean, we shouldn't listen to that. We should not listen to that. That, that really, Will Levis at three. I mean, that <laughs> would break. That would. I I don't care who we go. He who he would go to. If he gets picked in the top ten, I'm gonna have a fit. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't, I haven't followed up on this year's class that much, but I do know that. Again, I'm not hating on him just because I don't like him, but from what I saw, 
when he played us, we both saw this. You know, I didn't see anything special about him. No, when Kentucky came no. down. No, 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 no. I, and this is what I this is what I was talking about, JT. I don't see it at all. I don't see it. Yeah, so I'm sorry I don't really have a clear cut sleepers. It's huh. I do know there that one guy ran like a four 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 three at the combine um from Georgia. Um, um are you talking about Kelly I, Ringo? No, no, is it it's like a Noah something. Ah, Jesus. Let's see. I was I was seeing a lot of those clips. Um he had himself a hell of a combine. Um, I wouldn't sleep on that. Um, he's a skill player. He's either a skill or a defensive skill. Um, Nolan Smith? Yes, Nolan Smith. Nolan Smith, I got you. He's an edge. Yeah, so he's... Edge, yeah. If, with a DN, DN with that speed, um, I could see that being... Uh, that would, that's, don't sleep on that. I mean, part of being an edge rusher is getting off that line and getting to the queue, so... Yeah, uh, I'm going to go through my three, if you don't mind, and then we can end on that. So, Yeah, hit me. My, my number one is is Zay Flowers out of Boston College. I, I've seen a lot of stuff on this guy on TikTok, um, some of the stuff that he is uh, capable of doing. Uh, Zay Flowers, I, I need to get, you know, I need to get a reminder what what exactly he, is, he has done. Um, prospect grade, 635, let's see. So he ran a four four two. If you watch Zay Flowers, um, if you watch his highlights, he has a really Debo Samuel like play style. He, he's uh, a lot of run after catch. He's a big rack guy, and I think that's where the NFL is is revolving towards. Obviously, we've seen him with Cooper Cup, we've seen him with Debo Samuel, uh, we've seen him with Kadarius Tony, and everything that's going on in Kansas City. So I think you see Zay Flowers in a, in a type of role like that. He is a wide receiver. I think a, a QB that's that's overlooked, obviously Max Duggan, but then the other quarterback that was in the national championship game. I think a lot of people are overlooking Stetson um, Bennett, and I think he, he looks so smooth when he's running. He has a cannon, really underrated arm. Um, I think that like a lot of people were just overlooking him because he was on one of the greatest college teams ever with a lot of great athletes, but – he he shows some he shows some serious poise. He's obviously already of age to be an NFL quarterback, and I think he's going to be a really worthy uh, backup. And then if he gets the shot, I think he could be a solid quarterback. I do. So here I got my small piece on this. Obviously, yeah, he's going to get overlooked, not just because of the talent he was playing with for both those national teams, but also his age. I mean, age is a big factor, um, especially when you're going into the QBs like. He's 25, right? Yeah. So he's already like Trevor Lawrence is younger than him. Um, Justin Fields is younger than him. Lamar Jackson is uh, younger than him. Lamar Jack, yeah, even Lamar. And he was drafted in, all the way back in 18. Like, yeah. It, it, there's no big deal with playing as a super duper senior at, at 25. Like, I and yeah, I don't. I'm not saying he's bad. I think he's got a lot of talent. I think yeah. he could play at the NFL. But I think what scares away NFL teams is they don't want a Brandon Whedon situation on their hand. Because if, if you remember, he was drafted at 28 out of Oklahoma State. He was basically already in his prime years, and he just never did anything. So like, I'm yeah. sure teams are scared because of that reason. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, I like yeah, it. No, uh, no discredit to him. No discredit. Right. So he's my, num- uh, my number two on this list. 
Um, and then uh, I'm going to go through, I mean, um, Luke, uh, Lucas Van Ness out of uh, Iowa looks incredible on the edge. He he looks like a, a true beast. If you look at pictures of this kid, I mean, he is just a, he is a monster. I mean, this kid is just a monster. So, so he, Van Epps. huh? You said Lucas Van Epps. Uh, yeah, Lucas Van S. Look at look up pictures of Lucas Van Ness. I mean, he is just built like he's built like Thor, dude. This kid is uh, he's a tank. He's a tank. So I'm gonna be interested. He, he kind of reminds me of uh, who's the guy? Who's the linebacker on um? On the Cowboys, Van Esch. Van Der Esch. Van Der Esch, yeah, he reminds me of him in the way that he plays. He's just I such see a... more of a, I see more of Aiden Hutchinson than him, just from okay. looking at him. Yeah, but Van Der Esch is not ridiculous at all. That guy's an yeah. absolute monster. Another guy to look at is Jordan Addison, uh, but my last guy to look forward is um, Jackson Smith Jigba. Uh, oh yes, out of Ohio oh, yeah. State, a guy who because he was hurt last year, uh, got hurt last year, was overlooked. But he, any guy out of ever since seen Olave with the Saints, any guy out of Ohio State, uh, they just look incredible. They look so seasoned. I don't know what they do with the wide receivers out there, but, but, uh, but I think he will be great. And so those are the three guys for me to look after. Smith and Jigba is definitely a great, great take. Um, he abs- he had a beast of a um, what was it, the Rose Bowl against uh, Utah. Yeah. Oh my God. Like 300 he yards had, or something. He had a whale of a game. Like he was the reason Ohio State won. He can, he could be that game breaker for yeah. that one team. Uh, he's, so, yeah, he's incredible. Yeah. Uh, 15 catches for 347 yards and three touchdowns. So that's insane. Yeah. One of the, one of the greatest performances ever. One of the greatest I'm him performances ever in, in college football. And, uh, yeah, he's he's overlooked, and I think you should look after him. And that being said, I mean that, that's pretty much all I got for this podcast. I think we I think we did really well, JT. I think I think we did. Well. I did. I mean, we got a lot of cover. We got like yeah. three or four sports. Um, and I'll get I'll put in one quick fifth. Jordan Walker will be rookie of the year. Jordan Walker. Yeah, watch for, watch out for Jordan Walker this coming baseball season as the season progresses. Obviously, we will be getting into baseball extensively this year. So yeah, once yeah. he gets back into it, I'll be ready. Don't worry. For sure. Awesome, but, man. Hey, was, thank you for um, letting me back on. It was a pleasure. Um, I'm glad I wasn't sloshed like last time. Yeah, yeah. it I was could, good. I could, I could talk in good sentences. So, yeah, a yeah, um, little pat on my back for that. Um, so, yeah, that's all for me. Awesome. All right, guys, that is another episode of Sports Society signing off.